on TV, online, and onside kick. I don't even know what that is. This is EPT Not Live. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. We are all back in our respective homes after EPT. Well, I'm in my home. Uh, Matt and James are at work. We are in the office. We are in the EPT Broadcast Center. We are. (laughs) Hello, London. What do you guys think that... Oh, yeah, Matt Brown is in the studio along with James Hardigan. What do you guys uh, think was in that room? Oh, you know what? I watched Room on the Plane. I bet there was a mother and child living in that that little box for years before we moved in. Well, Joey, I watched the uh, Blu-ray you lent me. I watched Green Room last night. Oh yes, okay. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit later, right? Because let me let me let me tell everyone else what's coming up on today's yes. show. The ending to EPT thirteen Barcelona. It was a doozy. Best final hand ever. Yeah, maybe watch it live. Maybe did either way. You're gonna hear about it today. So um, spoiler alert: I did not bungle the trophy presentation yes. or the winner interview. I think it's the first clean one <laughs> I ever had. Like literally. <laughs> I always screw up something, and I think this is the first time in the history of me doing that stuff that I didn't flub anything. I didn't forget what I was going to say. I mean, it's it's been a lo- it's I've never had a perfect one. And you even managed to fluff your lines when we were doing EPT not live at EPT live, talking about you fluffing presentations. You kind of screwed up the link talking about that as well. So it was a full full bevy. It was all a bit meta. It was all a bit postmodern, to be honest. <laughs> It was all a lot of build-up just for this, I think. Uh, we're going to take it, speaking of me screwing things up, we're going to take it back to uh, before Barcelona when I did a little stand-up in London and a bunch of super fans came out. Uh, I'm gonna, We're going to close the show with a clip from that. And this week on Superfan vs. Stapes, we've got uh, Freddie Sir Frizzy, who I thought was going to go on my list as one of the super superfans of all time. But you said he's he's gone rogue right now, James? Yeah, we might struggle to get hold of Freddie. Also, I, I kind of take issue with this. Just because he's a super fan of Joe Stapleton yeah. doesn't mean he is an EPT super fan. I mean, my yes, mum, I, my mum's a real big fan of me, but I'm not going to drag her in here to do like super fan versus Stapes on Stephen Sondheim music. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm going to put her on the list. You know, you guys are 100% right to call me out on that because I did start to feel like it was more of who's Stapes' super fan for a while. And I freely admit to that. I was absolutely going there. Joe, we have two categories, right? We have EPT superfans and then we have Stapes stalkers. And you're, you're, I, I appreciate it's a Venn diagram with a healthy overlap, but you firmly went into the wrong side there. It's only like a sliver of non-overlap. It's like the it's like the the right before the moon goes dark, like that sort of sliver. Um, what else? Oh yeah, uh, we've got some big uh, web content coming out this week, TV related slash web related. We're going to talk about that in addition to Matt Broughton's W Coop show. Um, I'm excited to hear about that. And uh, James, there. There have been uh, so few social media beefs that I actually forgot to put the entire social media section Don't into worry, the show. Because we're going to talk about tweets later on because we invited people to come up with a new name for the show and they have been coming through with some suggestions, one of which might even be good. <gasps> uh, cool. Excellent. Just really quick, I got this tweet from uh, from Bart who said he just watched the movie Lights Out and he tried to give me like a bad lookalike. And the only reason I want to mention it is because um, Lights Out's awesome. Go see it. That's all. Okay. I, I saw it already. Is it as awesome? Matt, is it as awesome as Green Room? Um, no, but it was like two movies in a row that I went to the theater 
and uh, decided that uh, I was just going to see something that I knew nothing about. I didn't know. I only knew the title Lights Out, and I only knew the title Green Room. And both cases, I was like, these movies are slam dunks. Green Room is fucking awesome, though, right? I have you seen it, Matt? No. It's it's far more brutal than I expected it to be. It was incredibly intense. I was captivated throughout. The best thing about it is that Patrick Stewart plays a really chilling villain by being Patrick Stewart. Nice. Yeah. And actually that makes it worse. He's not he's not doing like an Anthony Hopkins in Silence the Lambs and kind of creeping it up. Just by being how you'd expect Patrick Stewart to play any other role, it makes it so much more effective. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm glad you liked it. It's it's the best movie I've seen in years. And I consider i was so freaked out like scared in the movie i got up i considered leaving like i considered walking out of the theater because i was like that intense yeah all right uh everybody get home okay from barcelona matt james i can see you so i guess that question is kind of stupid but well i didn't get home unscathed oh. i'll be honest well what? anyone anyone that saw ept not live at ept live saw i was wearing like this elbow brace to the point where some people were going oh shit what's right. wrong with elbow guys eyes where it also burnt my eye my <laughs> eyelids I, I had a bad trip but so on the journey home i'm waiting for my transfer for the the cab to come pick me up i'm in the reception the cab guy turns up and i'm meant to be traveling with someone from the blog team and as you might expect just never turns up and we spend 15 minutes ringing his room, ringing his mobile, banging on his door. Turns out he was asleep and didn't make it. But while I had you this... You gave him 10 more minutes than I would have done. Every, I gave every him 15 fucking minutes. year, man. What uh, is it like? I've You guys have never done this, right? Have you never, ever? Never, ever. Never. I haven't either. Like, I'm sorry, like, to fucking blow the illusion, but, like, I'm a pretty responsible person to work with. Like, <laughs> despite... No matter what I do the night before, I always show up. Yeah. I'm always there. Yeah. Um... But who are these fucking people who do this? I've no idea. I mean, and also, how can you be so relaxed? Like, this is you getting home. Like, I would have 16 alarms. I would have people banging down the yeah. door. And people like, no, oh, I missed my taxi to the airport. I would be shitting the bed. <laughs> yes. But basically, what it meant was that I had 15 minutes of awkward standing with this taxi driver who was like, he was a lovely guy, but his English wasn't awesome and my Spanish is dreadful. And he's taking an interest in my arm going... Uh, pointing uh, arm, uh, arm, and I'm going. Yeah, hurts, hurts. <laughs> and I wish. I mean, if we were in vision, I'm. I literally, I out mimed any mime artist known to. Yes, swingy hurt, swingy hurt arm. And we have this big conversation about my arm. It's all very awkward. Is that he's talking about how? I, well, I think he's talking about how he's had a similar problem. And what I work at is he's asking me if the brace is helping, and I'm trying to describe that really I'm wearing the brace so that people don't come up and keep shaking my hand because you know what it's like <laughs> at the events. You're constantly bumping into players and media and people that know you, and they want to shake your hand. And it gave me an excuse to say, "Oh, don't go too crazy." Do you even do even fist pumps hurt, or is it just handshakes? Fist, fist pumps are fine. It's handshakes. It's any. It's just anything up and down on the elbow. <laughs> I'll leave the rest to your imagination. But <laughs> after 15 minutes, we get the okay that says, we found the, the blogger, he is alive, but just go to the airport. So now me and the driver, we've bonded, we've had this common chat. We're in the car, we're having a lovely chat, you know, as best we can about holidays. He's off on holiday, where am I on holiday, British weather. It's a lovely drive. And when we finally get to the, the airport, he gets my bag out of the boot. He's like, it's been really lovely to meet you, have a great time. 
And then he grabs my arm and he pumps the utter <laughs> shit out of it. So I'm screaming. And he is mortified because the whole reason we have a friendship is because of my arm. And he is just absolutely <laughs> stitched mouth. So any good I did by wearing this thing for a week, you know, keeping it supported, keeping it warm. I had to go to the doctors this morning. I've now got to go for x-rays to find out what's wrong with the joint. Because this frigging huge Spanish taxi driver <laughs> was so friendly that he nearly broke my arm. And then... Uh, needless to say, Joe, I I didn't tip him. <laughs> oh, you're just happy you had an excuse not to tip, you English people. You're just like, well, sorry, sorry, we're, we're meant to tip those people who take us to the airport. <laughs> but isn't that their jobs, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. But yeah, so that was how I, I tipped the guys. What can I say? You don't have to make me feel bad about it. <laughs> but other than that, the rest of the no teeth fell out, nothing else broke. I have no other adventures other than that guy really screwed up my elbow. I. I actually have a story about a handshake and a fist bump, which is I I owe a basket of apology kittens. Oh, of course you do. Every week to, with the apology kittens. To Timothy Adams, because uh, I ran into Timothy late night uh, on one of the nights, and he came to shake my hand, and I, I was like, no, and I went for the fist bump instead, and he was like, oh, so it's like that, isn't it? And the thing is... The thing is, I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Where I ran into him was I was walking a girl to a cab, and given what had just happened oh. with her, I didn't feel right <sighs> shaking someone else's hand. It felt it felt like a violation. And Have so you I not gave, heard of soap? <laughs> sometimes things go in the elevator. Sometimes also, things, you it, know? Yeah, it also gives you an insight into how quickly Joe gets the girls out of his room. <laughs> It's like, yes. it's not like we had time. We, you know, I took a shower and we chilled out. It's like, bang, there thanks was ever no so time. much. The <laughs> prince's me... motorcade was on his way. We had to get her back. <laughs> Let me help you out of the room, quite literally. So, Joey, were you flying back to America straight from Barcelona or did you have to stop off somewhere? I had to stop off in London, um, uh, which was fine. Uh, but, like, um, the. I was, like, really looking forward to some good lounge time. Okay, people, sorry. I fucking fly a lot, so I fly. And I have status on Virgin, and I love going to the lounge because it's free food and drink, and I just totally abuse it, <laughs> like, so badly. <laughs> so I was actually kind of excited for a four-hour layover in Heathrow, but uh, my flight was delayed, like, two hours. And we just sat, like, on the runway, like, the worst uh, kind of delay. It's your flight out of Barcelona, right? Yeah. Yeah, mine was exactly the same. Just sat on the tarmac for an hour. Yeah, and so I just didn't end up having like the luxurious lounge experience that I wanted. Hashtag first world problems. Um, so anyway, yeah. So, um, but I did have a good flight from from um, London once I got on it because I watched like four movies on the plane, which I haven't done in a long time. I had this girl sitting next to me who was going to America for the first time ever uh, to be an au pair for like a powerful Hollywood couple wow and uh, yeah so we were just like chatting for a minute and then i started talking about how people tend to cry more in airplanes and how i was gonna watch room and so don't you know just don't judge me yeah cut me some slack and she what she did was she exactly very much judged me <laughs> like anytime i like put my hand over my mouth she was like looking at me and giggling like I, it's a pretty intense movie and pretty emotional and i will say it made like i didn't actually cry watching that movie because i was so every time i felt it coming on i was like no <laughs> pause don't don't let her mm -mm, just a film just a film 
Not today. This girl's not going to laugh at me today. So, um, and then I he followed like, that up by watching Ordinary People, Terms of Endearment, <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's <laughs> Choice. I followed that up by watching stuff that I knew I would never ever cry at. Like I watched Keanu with Kean Peel, and I like pretty much laughed nonstop through the movie. I mean, it's pretty, it's stupid, but I don't know. It's just I just love those guys, so I'll probably laugh at everything they do forever. And then uh, I watched Hail Caesar. Oh, <laughs> oh, what did you think? I was so disappointed. I heard I've heard so many bad things about it. It was it was like fine. It was like not a bad movie. It I just felt- wasn't like anything good. Wasn't it like a wasted opportunity? I just saw. Yes. Oh my god! Oh, you got absolutely. all these people in this film. This should be just like the best film ever. Yes, it was a wasted opportunity. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it just wasn't really a- anything. It just kind of felt really phoned in. It, well, p- parts of it. Like, mm. in, yeah, I thought the characters were great. Not just the people who were in it. The characters were really good. Like, the especially the lead character, Josh Brolin's character, I thought was awesome. Mm. I thought it was really interesting. But, yeah, no, the movie's just like whatever. It's like a C-. minus. Agreed, sadly. And I watched, then I watched Deadpool again. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen it twice in the theater. Still good. I, look, guys, I had a, I'm in a good mood because I had the best day yesterday. I um, After I raided my savings account because uh, <laughs> we haven't worked in a really long time, so I had to go like take a bunch of money out, out of my savings account so I could pay my bills. Um, after that, I just had like the best day yesterday because I drank like 20 beers by myself and like f- like finished up Preacher and Stranger Things. Oh. How good is Preacher, by the way? This is the reason why I didn't mind being delayed at Barcelona Airport. Because I just sat on the tarmac and got and blew through the last three episodes of Preacher, and I thought it was a phenomenal series. I, look, uh, you guys, I'm a broken record, right? You guys are gonna hear me say this over and over and over again. A Preacher is like really cool, and like I love the style, and it feels more like a comic book or a graphic novel than any other show I've ever seen. But they didn't burn enough story. I mean, nothing happened. Nothing actually happened that season. Like the the thing the cliffhanger for the end of the season should have been like the third episode cliffhanger. <laughs> I didn't feel that. I didn't have that same issue that I have with like some of the Marvel shows, for example. I felt that it moved along at a swift pace, and I felt that, that the subplots, if not the main narrative, kept it going. There was not one resolution to anything. You need to resolve something and then present a new problem, and nothing was resolved, and that's bullshit. See, I don't think about it hard enough. I'm probably just easily pleased. Is that as long as I'm having a nice time, and when it finishes, I go, "Should we watch another one?" I don't <laughs> worry. I don't keep like any post-it notes on my wall that track the main story arc and the subplots. I don't even think about that. I just go, "That was nice. Let's do that again." You see, I th- my favorite thing about the entire series, and there will be a spoiler here for anyone who hasn't seen Preacher, is obviously we've got these pre-credits sequences which is the Western, right? The kind of what we think is a flashback. And trying to work out over the course of the first season how this storyline and how these characters relate to the modern day primary narrative. Mm -hmm. And then comes the reveal, I think it's in the ninth episode, where suddenly the entire story replays. And it's like, we've seen all this. Why are you showing this to me? And then it replays again and again and again. And then comes the reveal, why it's replaying and what we're actually looking at. And I thought that was really smart. I Uh, agree. 
It was, but I just don't know why they took so long to tell us that. That's all. Because it's so stylish. Like, it's so it's so beautiful to watch time and time yeah, again. Yeah, it's because they just don't want a burn story. They're Maybe. like, oh, we got to save stuff for season two, well, which talk- I just find it's cheap. Talking of shows which drag their heels, Game of Thrones, did you finally conclude season six? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I want like I just last night I just got tired. I'm old now. So like by 11 o'clock, plus I knew I had to be up early for this. I just couldn't do any. So I, yeah, I just did uh, Preacher, Stranger and Stranger Things. And I, I had the same issue with that show, too. OK, well, I'm going to start Stranger Things very soon. So let's uh, let's avoid talking about that one in too much detail. Fine. Uh, just before we move on to talk about stuff that happened in Barcelona rather than when we we're all flying out of Barcelona, I have a super fan update <laughs> from Freddy Cruz, <laughs> a.k.a. Sir Frizzy. Guys, I am so sorry. Uh, Something came up. No, nah. I, I won't be available. Sir Frizzy, oh my goodness! Let's. I'm going to go back and tell even more anecdotes now that we have that time freed up. I am so. Listen, if there's <laughs> anybody out there who is a genuine super fan, not just like a stape stalker who knows anything about bowling, I've got ten questions and a quick fire true or false round based <laughs> upon whether it's a bowling term or a sexual Matt, Matt, we're deviance. Not, we're not live. We're not live. No, but someone's going to hear it, aren't they? At some <laughs> point, like they can't they tweet in to like hash. EPT yeah, not Yeah, sure. We can, sa- we can save. Not we'll now. Save I mean, for future episodes. Okay. The, right. the key, key question, Joe, is yeah. are you prepared to give Sir Frizzy, who is clearly a state stalker, and therefore I'm, I'm going to make you judge this one, are we going to give him a second chance? Oh, geez. That's a lot of pressure. You, um, you have to make a snap, de- snap decision, because here's the choice. Either we give him a second chance, in which case the questions are still valid, and we invite Matt on as question master, or... We basically ask people to apply to be on the show to specifically answer questions about bowling. Okay. I say you ask for both. Uh, And I also say that I'm going to say you should give Sir Frizzy a second chance. But Sir Frizzy, if you're listening, do not do this again, (laughs) my friend. Do not make a fool of me. Please. To be fair. To be fair, at least he had the decency to warn us in advance rather than just not answer the call. I can't remember the guy's name. But he knows who he is. And that was the EPT superfan who did that, not a Stape superfan. Stape Let's Stalker. Stape Stalker. Let's be clear on okay, the branding. You guys, you guys now, that, now that my roommate left, I, there was a part I was supposed to do about her, which is that every time I come home from a trip, I have to rebuy everything in my apartment. Like, everything. <laughs> like, what, like I, I was, TV? The stereo? No, 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 not, not quite. She's like, selling um, shit any, on eBay. Any, any food and or drink that was left behind, like, just like two bottles of wine, a bottle of vodka, like 12-pack of beer, I come in, I'm like, ah. Oh, oh man everything is gone now she's awesome and she cooks for me and she cleans up after me but there's no person in the world that's gonna come home from like a 15-day trip to europe open up their fridge and find no beer it's gonna be like that's nah, no big deal joe can i just ask one thing yeah does she listen to epc not live no okay just double checking i think you, you, <laughs> you did this to yourself once before no, whatever. I don't care. I, sh- I don't care if she heard this anyway. Let's say she okay. downloads the show. I wouldn't care. It's no maybe. big deal. She, she gets that show. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Matt, and suggest mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. maybe she's thinking, well, Joe's been away in Barcelona. He's probably been drinking a lot. And maybe he could do with detoxing. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just if they're, yeah, Mm-mm. she wants someone to drink with also. Um, speaking of which, I mean, if she was going to have some sort of intervention with me, it would have happened the night that the naked girl walked into her bedroom. Um, she was fine with that. So uh, at this point, she's just she's in it for the long haul, I guess. And Let's do some Barcelona recap. Bombshell, indeed. Let's talk about Barcelona. 
Event Recap. Event Recap. Now, obviously, we were able to talk about some of the early stuff when we recorded last week's show, EPT Not Live, at EPT Live. So I guess we should probably focus on the main event and specifically the last day and the final table because it was a good one. It, it was a really good one. Amazing. I, I can, yeah, I can't even... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, me and Stapes are just getting... Ready, ready when you are. It's ready. great. It's, it's, it's really, really good. good. It's, it's, I really enjoyed it's, it. It's it was marvelous. Like, I got one okay. of the best. It's great. Okay. Uh, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. It was so good that I can't really remember anything else about the the trip. Uh, no, well, I can remember this one thing which shows you how cool it was because typically I forget the entire trip uh, the second I walk out the door and this final table has stayed with me. I think people like behind the scenes stories and they like to know what we're doing when we're not on air. But bear in mind, and it was the same as Barcelona last year with like 1,700 runners. We're broadcasting for 12 hours on day four, 12 hours on day five, 13 hours on day six. Doesn't leave a lot of hours in the day to do anything other than sleep and eat. Yeah, I I had a friend in town and we had dinner every night and that was it. You guys? Oh, uh, uh, no, I normally just hang around looking awkward saying, are you going back to the hotel now? Well, and then I just shuffle off with James and that's it. To be fair, Matt, we did spend a couple of nights enjoying the Barcelona buffet with big prawns, little prawns, small prawns, oh, medium-sized langoustine. It was a hell of a buffet. A and good it- buffet. And look, uh, look, uh, James... Enough of it. It was different to say whatever it is that you tried to say about the buffet. <laughs> okay. I think it was just the sentence, this is different than last year. <laughs> and I think that's all it was. I think it was quite an innocent opening that was like, it is not. It's exactly the same, identical to the last detail. <laughs> well, they didn't have the meat station apart from the meat station, apart from that. It's identical. Well, they certainly didn't have the crab. Well, they didn't have the crab, but it's identical in every other way. It was a bit like, what have the Romans ever done for us? Apart from the aqueduct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I just, I, I'm saying there was enough, enough about it was different. That True. You were although, right. although I got to argue is, is most memorable for me. That was an incredible final table was the penultimate day when we came in, Joey came in and I'd done a couple of levels. So I was totally tuned in to the light of Halkiodakis and our friend Zolu Ur. And, and of course, Joe comes in going, well, we've got a short stack. We've only got to get down to six. There's seven. Let's get out of here. Let's, let's get this thing going. And then I was like, you have no idea what kind of a table you're dealing with. Let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. Is this this well, great chap, Andreas, he's just going to tank. He's going to tank for 10 minutes. Then he's going to check. And Joe is like, no, he isn't. No, he isn't. And then he <laughs> tanked and checked. And then it gets to Zorlu and I'm saying, He's going to wait for a minute, and then he's going to say, how much? And, he's, and the guy, I mean, it was literally, it made me look like a Jedi, because I just had such a handle on this this final seven players. And Joe was just like, oh, my God, this is going to go for the full hour and a half, isn't it? There's no way out of this for any of us. And I just had a, I had a fantastic last level before we ultimately just gave up and came back with seven on the final day. How much? I... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had uh, I had a, a friend a, a friend waiting for me, and I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be any second now." Because I I told her to come by the casino, right? So because I we had the dinner break, and then I was off for level, and we only had to lose like two players that yeah. entire time. And I was like, I took a gamble. I was like, "Come by the casino," and uh, there's like I've like if it doesn't end in the next three hours, then we get really unlucky. Worst case scenario, it's like four, it'll be like forty five minutes onto my level. <laughs> And nope, it went the entire freaking distance. And uh, the guys, uh, the camera guys, knew who she was. 
And so they put her on camera a bunch of times, which actually helped me out a lot because I was taking screenshots of her and sending them to her. And it was the only thing keeping her interested enough to stay. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. I could sense your frustration, Joey, when you were commentating on that epic nine minute, 30 second pre-flop hand, which so incensed Lex Veldhaus that he felt the need to tweet about it angrily. I didn't even realize it was that long because I was actually having so much fun calling that hand. <laughs> it was one of the best ever, even though almost nothing happened at all. But to be fair... I mean, you it, saying it right now, that sounds crazy to me. I feels like you're making it up, but I know you must be telling the truth. It's one of those things where it would be the hand of the tournament if the final hand of the final table hadn't been just so yes. dramatic. And obviously True. we'll get to that in a moment. But um, let's talk about some of the other characters who didn't make it to Heads Up. We've mentioned Zolu Ur and his, <laughs> his, his constant need to know how much... Even after a player had announced the bet, the dealer had verified the bet, and several other players had already asked for verification of the size of the bet. Um, what about the local guy who basically folded a seven big blind stack so he could come back for the final day? I mean, he was so lovable. And he had two names. <laughs> Dogra Dogra. Dogra Dogra was pretty freaking lovable. I do think we all should have crashed his restaurant afterward, though. That would have been awesome. So just to be clear, on the penultimate day, at one point on the feature table, we had Dogra Dogra, Shebly Shebly, and Morton Mortensen. <laughs> it was the alliteration invitation. I know. I couldn't even... It, it was... There was... I was joke overload. Like, I was like, oh, my God, what, what am I going to do with these names? <laughs> An orgy of potential gags just hovering. I mean, er, and Er, too, for example, when I was talking about uh, G Junior Er's younger brother. So the Junior Er, Junior Er. <laughs> I mean, there's just so, so many On great, so much great stuff there. Uh, just quick shout outs really quick to William and Nick, who both wrote in uh, to my Facebook page, which you guys don't get those messages. Um, William saying that the kid who won, and we'll get to this in a second, uh, I was rooting for him by the end. It will go down as a classic moment in EPT history. For sure. And then uh, this guy insisted on writing to me and saying, um, he was saying, how how does a guy like Er, and writes a message to me and ends it with, I love this game, exclamation, exclamation point. And then in his next email, he asked me, how does someone like Er make a final table? And I was like, you answered your own question, dude. I was like, I loved having that guy at the final table. And just the fact that he like didn't play GTO, like don't don't get weird about it. Like it's fucking fun. Exactly. Anyone can make a final table. Anyone can win any given poker tournament when variance is on their side. Yeah, and that's need, why we play. You need that mix. And the thing I loved about this final table, it was a great mix of pros and amateurs. Um, and it came down to two pros, one arguably more experienced than the other. Uh, just one other piece of feedback. Enrique, our Brazilian fan who introduced himself, oh, yeah. got photos of all three of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tweets to say, just finished watching the replay of the main event final table. So happy for the winner. Can only dream about it. And a great champ full of emotion and that is for sure yeah and, and milko you got your picture right stop whining stop <laughs> whining about not being able to find us my god <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah so let's talk about the two made its heads up uh uri reichenstein and sebastian mallets reichenstein phenomenal online player who's taken down the sunday million he's taken down the super tuesday a string of online results a deep cash in the world series so clearly you know an, an up-and-comer on the live scene 
And then we've got Sebastian Mallet, a guy who basically just grew up watching poker on TV, watching the live streams, railing his heroes, coming to visit his heroes at EPT London just to take in the scene. Then makes it onto the EPT, plays Barcelona last year, and finishes in the top 100, comes back the second year, and takes it down. Look, there were, I ended up really, really liking him. Um, there are times... I didn't like it was just too easy to take certain shots at him. Like when he went like just bananas with strat talk at the table, I was like, ah, don't be that guy, please. Um, and then how he kept changing his glasses to his sunglasses. I mean, how, how are we not supposed to comment on that? He's one of those characters. And I, I genuinely sense this from both the Twitch chat. And I'm obviously Matt, I know you read a lot more of the Twitch chat than I do, but also Twitter that he polarized the audience. Mm. And that's why I had a bit of a kind of mini meltdown when a lot of the hate started coming in and it started becoming quite vociferous, which is, this is exactly what we want to see on the poker table. Someone with a personality, someone who's animated, rather yes. than just a robot putting in his bets with like a crane and just kind of sitting there motionless. For yeah, sure. absolutely. And that's kind of like where I turned around in the end. I was like, well, whatever. This kid's really real. Like he's just he's just putting it all out there. Um, he wears his heart on his sleeve and sometimes his heart's like a little annoying. But other than that, like he's he's a real he's a real kid. He's a real human boy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now, if you didn't get to see the live stream of the final table, the replays available at PokerStars TV. Obviously, there'll be a TV show which will air before the end of the year. Uh, but also that final hand. The last hand, the winning moment, is available to watch on the European Poker Tour Facebook page. And I think it's also going to be available on PokerStars TV and our YouTube channel as well. But bizarrely, it materialised yesterday in a tweet from Howard Swain to the PokerStars blog um, as a transcript. I don't even... Who even makes the transcripts? Well, I, I don't even... Like, is that something that happens? Are there transcripts of everything we do out there somewhere? No. Can someone read all the fucking dumb shit me and Matt talk about on the air? No. It's so screwed. I'm thinking that this one was just so entertaining that someone at the blog decided to just transcribe all of the okay. chat. Um, but I figured, you know, having sent people to watch it on, uh, on the internet, that maybe as a special treat... For anyone who can't be asked to do that or has doesn't have access to video right now, that maybe we could recreate it as a radio play, a kind of like EPT Not Live Masterpiece Theatre. Okay. Um, so I suggest that for the purposes of this hand history, um, that Joseph, you play the role of Sebastian Mallets. Oh jeez. Uh Matt Broughton, you play the role of his opponent. Uh, Uri Reichenstein. Easy. And I will play the very small cameo role of dealer, but also provide the stage direction as well. Hand histories. It begins with pre-flop action. Let's play for it all. Looks down at the Ace of Hearts. For the glory and stuff. I call. Sebastian calls 300,000. Uri Reichenstein checks silently. Then comes the flop. Jack of Spades, Six of Hearts, Queen of Hearts. Uri Reichenstein bets 800,000. How much? 800. 800? Oh. Scratch his head. I race. 3 million. Sebastian bets 3 million. Uri calls the 3 million. Then we come to... The turn. The Eight of Hearts. Sebastian frowns. Scratches his chin with his index finger and starts counting out chips. He mutters inaudibly and looks at his cards again. Nine, seven, four, five, five million. You fold, then I can go to the bathroom. 
if you don't have any strong hands and you 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 just eat, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you're gonna just fold. Uri calls. Call. Very brave indeed. Very brave. Finally, the river. The eight of diamonds. Uri checks. All in. I think I cover you right. If you call, it's over, baby. You know, like the Scotty win. It's so sick that you're telling the truth and my hand is insanely strong. I mean, you don't have any strong hands. How can you have strong hands? You lead like never a strong hand. Never a strong hand. So just fold and I go to the bathroom. It's like I have a hand that's impossible to fold and everything you say makes it slightly possible. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just want to go pee. I really, I really want to pee. So I'm just convinced. Like, I don't know. I guess you'd have like 910 or something. Uh, what about 910? Is 910 good? It's a straight, but I have queens in my range, jacks, sixes. You don't have those hands in your range, so... I don't think you have any of those hands. I think you might have a flush, though. Yeah, I think I've... Maybe, I've, maybe I think sixes, but I raise sixes, so... Yeah. It's so sick. Nobody ever talks like you without having the nuts. So sick. Sebastian walks away from the table. He sits by his friend on the rail. I'm gonna win this. I'm a winner. EPT champion over here. I'm happy anyway. He folds him going to the bathroom. It's a long heads up match. <laughs> I'm really happy. Sebastian poses for a selfie with his friend. He drinks from his drink. Then, Uri calls. Sebastian sprints back from the rail to turn over his cards. He leaps on the spot and weeps. Oh, God, I'm so happy to be an EPT champion. I can't believe it. It's my dream come true. I, I, I'm probably, I'll never have anything so amazing happen in my life as James and Joe and Matt seeing me in this, my glorious moment that I've thought about for years and years. And I can't, and I'll probably marry that girl that I've been talking to online because now I can fly her. Okay. Scene. <laughs> Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hey, after that rousing performance, let's let's go out <laughs> to the lobby and get a snack. Uh, yes, because W Coop is just around the corner. In fact, by the time some people listen to this podcast, I imagine it's already going to be underway because it runs from the 4th to the 26th of September with the main event on Sunday the 25th. More than 80 events plus mini W Coop running alongside it, which basically follows the exact same schedule as the W Coop, but the buy-in for each tournament is roughly one one hundredth of the corresponding WCube event but at the other end of the spectrum there is the $102,000 buy-in super high roller event which I believe will be the largest buy-in online tournament in history and that's taking place on Sunday the 11th um, so just to preview this coming weekend, Sunday the 4th, it kicks off with event number one, which is a special edition of the Sunday kickoff. I think the big one that night, the one that's going to draw the most runners, is at 2 o'clock Eastern time, event number four, which is a $215 No Limit Hold'em event, and of course is therefore a special edition of the Sunday Million with a guarantee of $1.5 million. And I believe in addition to poker to play, there's poker to watch because Matthew Broughton is going to be twitching WCOOP. I am. It's kind of frustrating the timing of us recording this show because the details are still being tied down. But by the looks of it, from September the 6th to the 30th, with the exception of maybe four or five days, we're going to have a stream every single day in the afternoon's UK time uh, out on Twitch basically replaying the final tables of the big events from the days before we're going to have 
uh, some replays. We're going to have some live tables. We've got people like Jason Mercier, Moneymaker, uh, Jason Somerville are going to actually be streaming live while they play in some of the big events. Um, and if anyone's seen any of the Twitch shows we did prior to Barcelona, we kind of dial up the pros as they're playing and bounce around from player to player. So it Fun. looks like for pretty much all of September, we'll probably have like a holding plate up on the PokerStars Twitch page to try and give some feel for the schedule once it's tied down. But lots of opportunities to see the big games final tables with some kind of pro commentary. And I'll probably do some silly penguin related competitions over the top of it. Awesome. That sounds really fun. <laughs> And I might need a basket. I'm, I can't remember how, but at some point during Barcelona, I accidentally said about a basket of apology chickens. <laughs> and it was, it was a complete slip of the tongue. But if you could work me out some kind of sound effect for that for future, I'd, I'd no idea why someone would send like fully grown chickens in a basket as an apology. But if you could work that out for me, Joe, I'd be awfully grateful. We need to make that a thing. Apology chickens need to be a thing. <laughs> I don't understand how I just got apology kittens just taken right out from under me because Matt screwed a lineup. Like, <laughs> The thing is, Joe, we're coming in. We've got, you know, James is championing the Gurkachino. I've got my basket of apology chickens. Your time, you know, you're, you're being phased out, Joe. It's a, it, this is an equal three-way partnership. I know this has been the Joe show, but, you know, I had three people like me on one of the forums, so I'm in. <laughs> Matt's I mean, been getting some love on 2 plus 2, Joe. Yes. Really? That's fantastic, man. Wow, that's um, that's, that must be nice. I'm still <laughs> not entirely sure they don't think that they're talking about Sam Grafton rather than me, but... As long as it's me they're talking about, I'll take it. I'm never going to read it because if there's one bit of damaging, horrible criticism, I'm done. So basically, for the better part of a month, you're going to be in this building, in this room. Well, yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's a prime opportunity for me to just walk in every now and then just to say hello and kind of... Uh... As long as you've got a basket of apology chickens <laughs> with you, you're welcome <laughs> anytime, day or night. I will also send you a basket of apology chickens for all the times I've farted in that chair. <laughs> Do you know what? It is still quite wet. I think it's so moist. <laughs> it's never, ever going to dry out. Um, so when does this start, Matt? Do you know what the actual dates are? Is it still TBC? It is still TBC. Uh, I think the 6th of September is the first scheduled plan because obviously then we'll have a couple of days worth of replays to go back to. But it's still being absolutely moulded as we speak, but hopefully we'll, we'll get the information out there as soon as we know what's going on. Well, of course, something that can be watched online right now on the PokerStars YouTube channel is Duel. It's finally out there, Joe. These are the little poker web shows that we shot in Spain back in September and November of last year, and now they're ready for everyone to see. When he says we, he doesn't mean me, by the way. I had, I had nothing to do with it whatsoever. I'm saying we as in the TV <laughs> team, as in the production team. Um, yeah, one quick thing that I want to qualify with these, and we're going to talk about them in more detail next week when Joe's had a chance to see them. But bear in mind that they feature our sporting ambassadors, Cristiano Ronaldo and Neymar Jr. They feature celebrities like John Boyega from Star Wars and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. They're not necessarily aimed at hardcore poker fans who may not necessarily appreciate the quite simplistic heads-up play. But in terms of a viewing experience and kind of introducing poker to a new audience, I think they're they're pretty shit hot. And I think you're going to enjoy them, Joe, just as someone who enjoys watching videos on the internet. <laughs> it's kind of like um, if Million Dollar Challenge were shot in a warehouse in Spain. Pretty much. I love, by the way, the Battle Bunker. 
where these duels take place. I think it looks very sexy. It's like Fight Club. I think if you were ever like talking to someone who went, oh, poker, oh, God, is if you showed them any of the duel stuff, they'd be like, oh, my God, that's the coolest thing in the whole world. The production <laughs> standards are top-notch. The work that Gary Davis, co-director of Kid Poker, did in producing and editing them is sensational. Oh, one last caveat, by the way, and this is an annoyance to anyone who lives in the United Kingdom. Sadly, the only video available in the UK is Cristiano Ronaldo versus Aaron Paul. Because of advertising regulations, none of the other videos can be shown in the UK. But, Joe, for once, America genuinely is the land of the free. That is going to really piss off a lot of our <laughs> audience that you just spent six minutes talking about this thing that's coming out and they can only watch one of them. <laughs> uh, whatever. They'll find a way to watch it, obviously. Um, people fucking find Game of Thrones before it gets released. I'm sure they can find Duel by Poker Stars. Um, yeah, whatever. I'll give it. I'll give it a watch. I'm. Uh, I'm. But I think we need to do a TV recap because the shows aren't back until mid October. Yes, it'll be. It'll be nice to watch something as just a viewer for once and not have to be um, self-critical or you know masturbate while I do it. More segments about me, guys. Are you ready? Are you ready for for a quick event recap? Of, can, I go, um, can I go now, James? Is that all you needed me for? Or is, <laughs> is it just Joe now? Just Joe talking Look, about himself? Look, I wasn't even going to do this, except we needed some stuff to yeah. fill the show, okay? And this is it's where, not my fault that the state stalker pulled out of the show. And this is where that plus 15 seconds button on iTunes really comes into itself. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy to skip this segment, guys, if we're like to time or something. It's totally fine with me. No, I am more than happy to hear about how you met a variety of super fans at a stand-up gig in London. I mean, just yes, tell I, me, just promise me they all loved you and thought you were brilliant, because otherwise I don't want to hear it. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's absolutely lucky. true. Sort of, sort of. Okay, so the main reason I want to talk about this is just to say thank you to the people who came out. Uh, these three dudes who came out and um, who had been to one of my first shows ever, who work in the city, like these banker guys came by, and then um, a couple of different girls came by, and then uh, Pedro was a dude who came by, and then Joel, who's like, Joel was like a, yeah. Not Pedro Pe Almeida. Not Pedro Almeida. Uh, um, I was going to say, if he'd made the Pedro trip from Canada to come and see your stand-up gig in London, that would show dedication. Pedro de Silva, and I think he came, he came from Portugal. I don't know if he came specifically for that, but I think he's back home in Portugal now. Um, so, uh, and there's this guy named Joel, and Joel was really cool. Joel's like, hey, man, I'm Joel. I, I, nice to meet you. I was like, cool. And he's like, look, I've never written in the show. I don't tweet at the show. I just like the various stuff that you guys do. Um, and I've been listening for a long time. So I just want to come see your show. And I was like, wow, you're, you're, you're like one of those people that actually is normal and just doesn't tweet into things. Because have you guys ever tweeted into a show that you like ever? No. No. <laughs> Me neither. And I'm kind of a weird dude too. So I was like, cool, man. Thanks for coming out. But then uh, I met Tuin. Who oh, talking about travel because Tuan is from the Netherlands. Did he travel to London just to see your comedy gig? I, I, I think he lives in London. He but, does uh, at the moment. He's there for some sort of nine month placement. Right, right. can't remember the details. I think okay, he didn't. Yeah. Didn't he travel to London specifically to be able to watch Kid Poker on Netflix? <laughs> I think that was part of the reason, certainly. So I'm just gonna and Tuan. You guys know him well. He tweets in a lot. Um, and Tuan owes oh, me a basket of apology kittens <laughs> because. Tuan was super cool for a while, and then Tuan got Tuan got drunk, and when Tuan was drunk, he a told me he hates Matt's games on EBT Live. 
And so I was like, yeah, I don't like I don't know how you want me to respond to this because I'm typically like pretty defensive of my co-hosts. And so I was just like, yeah, I think maybe I think maybe that's a you problem. I mean, and so um, is it that he doesn't get the games? It or- might be. It might be. They're a bit weird, aren't they? Maybe there's a language he's like barrier. he's like, oh, he's like EBT Live is the best. But aren't Matt's games the fucking worst? And I was like, <laughs> no, I really like Matt's games. <laughs> um then he decided that he wanted to give me some notes on my comedy, and I do this. Because <laughs> Joe loves that. I mean, Joe, Joe, there's nothing. If you ever see Joe, make sure you do get to give him your notes on his comedy afterwards, because there's nothing he loves more. I actually don't mind notes if they're, first of all, if they're good, right? Uh, or if they're even From someone to with be an helpful. established, you know, an established career in comedy, someone whose opinion you must take seriously. Well, it wasn't even that. It, yes, that's a great point. But so, but even once I heard it, it wasn't really a note so much as he was like, "You're sexist," <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And so I do this entire long bit about how Hillary Clinton is going to make a bad president because she's a woman. But it's so silly and over the top. I say that like you can't be a leader if you ever if you always have to put your feet up on the dashboard on a road trip, like. It's just really, really dumb. And so I'm like, yeah, no, I know. That's the that's the point. It's like, it's a sexist bit. It's a totally sexist bit. That right. I don't know why you're telling me that. And so he was, so that so it was criticize Matt, criticize my comedy. And then the next day on Facebook, he messaged me to ask me for the phone number of the girl I was there with. <laughs> Classy move. And I was like, what? He's like, no, no, no. Like, I, I clearly you were there with her, but I just think she'd be like a cool person to know and hang out with. And I was like, mm. I'll tell you what, buddy. I'll just give her your number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if she's wrong him yet. So tune, tune. I even though I wanted to give tune a pass for being critical of my comedy and your games when he was drunk, I assumed the next day when he asked me for my date's phone number, he was perfectly sober. <laughs> True. Well, Tuin is one of several people who's actually sent through some suggestions of what we should rebrand the podcast. Just to put things into perspective once again, at the end of 2016, the EPT is becoming the Pokestars Championship. It's evolving into a global tour. So it won't be called EPT Live anymore, the live stream. And the podcast will also have to change its name. So, Joe, you've set a challenge to the audience, or a kind of competition, if you like, to come up with a new name for this show. Yeah, um... What can we give away, though? Can we? Do we well, have a thinking, budget? Well, there were prizes left over from Barcelona, right? We gave away the chipset as part of your Guessatron contest. Yes. But we never gave away the book, the, book. the 10 years EPT book. And that seems appropriate, that you've come up with something that is about the future, so have a memento from the past. Nice. The Perfect. book, but some some money, too, like a like a, <laughs> like a ticket, like a step-seat ticket. Come on. Uh, that's, okay, okay, all right. There's yeah. $10 left from Barcelona also. Let's give them, like, whatever, like, so they can play something in the mini W-Coop. All right, there's some tea dollars and a book. We'll, 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 okay. We can make that happen. But it, crucially, it has to be the suggestion that we actually go with. If we yeah, come if up we don't with our pick own, anything. Exactly. Yeah. If we come up with our own podcast name, independently of the audience, no one gets anything. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm happy to give the book away to a runner-up without the tea dollars, but okay. whatever you want to do. Okay, well, let's, should, we, should I go through two in suggestions? Yeah, and well, I wanted to say this, too. If we get multiple entries, I feel like people aren't giving us their best effort. You know what I mean? Like, let's just fucking work on one idea and come up with something really good and send in send me 10 duds. Get behind it. Exactly. Well, Tuin has sent in multiple ideas. Um, oh, God. Just, just okay. <laughs> the Get Rid of Matt's Competition podcast, the Your Girlfriend's Phone Number podcast, the By I the Don't way, Like really Your quick, Comedy. By the way, really quick, to it. 
to him were cool, and I was just I was just goofing. I mean, it was you know it got weird a moment or two, but we're still fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Now, what is the name of arguably the best known and most popular poker podcast out there? The two plus two poker cast. Yes, his first suggestion is the poker cast. Genius. <laughs> oh, Tuin. Uh, secondly, the poker show. It, mm, well, I mean, hey. I've certainly been involved in at least two podcasts called The Poker Show. <laughs> How about Poker Radio? Tuin, what are you doing, buddy? Hang on, hang on. He's not done. He's not done. Poker Tuin, Flight. go home. You're drunk. <laughs> poker Flight. Poker Flight? Yes. Hmm. Poker... I don't know how, how much more beaten up on Tuin I can do. Okay, this two more. Two more, and then you're done. Poker Travelers. <laughs> mm hmm. Poker Society. Yeah, okay, let's move on to Michael. <laughs> Tuin, Tuin, buddy. Maybe that's a bit. Tuin, that's a good bit. It wasn't sexist enough for me, though. <laughs> okay, here's some Michael's names. Now, the first one I have a problem with, and I'll tell you why. Poker Stars Live. First of all, the show isn't live. Secondly, Poker Stars Live is the name of all of our live events. <laughs> and so we've got kind of brand confusion there. Poker Stars Not Live. Okay, maybe. Poker Stars Today, Poker Stars This Week, Poker Stars Rewind. He's not this is why no, no more multiple entries. Okay. Well, you get no, no, no. He sent a second tweet. Oh, oh fuck. More oh. suggestions. Poker Stars Weekly, Poker Stars Tonight, This Week in Poker Stars. The last one lends itself to a nice acronym, TWIP. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you are, Michael, but thanks for playing. Oh, okay, boy. okay, Megan. The Poker Stars Champ Cast. Yes, I remember yes. this one. Even though I'd so much rather be on a show called the Poker Stars Chimp Cast, um, <laughs> I do think that it's got poker in it. It's got uh, the championship sort of branding in it. And finally, two suggestions from Tony Turner Alvarez Poker Starsky and Hutch and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make me Huggy Bear? Sweet. He's quite huggy. And Tony's finest, final suggestion, Poker Star, Poker Star Shipsters. Oh, Poker, or Poker Stars Hipsters. Is it, what do you reckon? Poker Star Shipsters. The fact that you're looking at that and don't know what to say <laughs> lets me know that that is not even a runner Poker up. Stars Hipsters has to be a joke. There's no way that guy, he's probably making fun of us, right? Calling us hipsters. Well, two of you have beards. <gasps> yeah. Hmm. And we wear video game t-shirts and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the first one, though. Poker Starsky and Hutch and Matt. Uh, but so far, I think it's fair to say that Megan's suggestion is best. Not that there's much competition. So keep those coming in so that we can mock them on air. Hashtag EPTNotLive. Uh, same hashtag to use, by the way, for superfans. So just to be clear, I've got superfans lined up for the next two weeks. Then we're going to give Freddie another go. You agree to that? Yes. If, okay. he, if he, he agrees to it. Maybe he'll just say, I can't, I can't be trusted. Okay. And then we're kind of out. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've lost track of whose names I'd written down. So if you haven't heard from us, <laughs> assume that your application has either not been successful or lost. So you may reapply. You may reapply. So remember, I need a specialist subject and uh, we'll work our way through and we'll get some people booked in for future weeks. Right now, does that Can involve you... my mum? Shall I let my mum know that she's on standby <laughs> or, or, you, or do you think you're not going to need Seriously, her? if someone wants to do Stephen Sondheim, 
They're going front of the queue. She's secretary of the Stephen Sondheim Appreciation Society, so you might want to just like back off. You've got to be all in Your for mom that. listens to the show? No. No. Oh. But she Sondheim. does like Stephen Sondheim. Well, is, doesn't she have to be a super fan? Well, she's a mad super fan. Right. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't think she'd be interested, but I was I was just doing a bit. But, but I mean, if you want me to have a word with her, I'll see if she's free. She's very busy. I'll tell you what. If we're going <laughs> to do, do um, composers, if we're going to do musicals, mm. if Candor and Ebb is your specialist subject, you go in front of the queue. Rogers and Hammerstein, you're second in the queue. So if there's a, if there's a listener out there that has the Cameron and Hebb. Candor and Ebb. Camder and and Dreb skill gene, you get to go in front of Mama Broughton. But if not, (laughs) she's coming on the show. Something like that, Joe. Something like that. Okay. Um, Awesome. Well, I appreciate this is a shorter show than we would normally do, but we're missing a 10 minute segment courtesy of Freddie. Um, So I guess we're kind of done here. Uh, Wait a second. I am going to play some of my stand-up at the end of the show. So we've got that. Um, So we're going to give Freddie another shot. So we're not doing the bowling review tonight. What is the deadline for the contest? That's it. That's what I want to know. What the renaming of the podcast? Yeah. What is it? Like we got to we got to put a. I think we we can give people to the end of September. They have a month. Okay. Great. The The last show of September will be like the 29th, and the following week. First week of October, first podcast of October, we'll announce if there is a winner. Okay, great. So you have until, um, you know, I guess... 30th of September, end of the month. Okay. 30th of September for your suggestions. Wonderful. So that's all the time we've got for this week's show. Is that really it? Yeah, that's really it. Guys, it was it was all too brief. And you'd think that's really weird considering I've, I saw nothing but the two of you for like the last... <laughs> To be straight. fair, we didn't see that much of you because you were off with your um, friend who was staying in Barcelona and you didn't get to sample the Barcelona buffet. The melon was divine until <laughs> I mentioned the red wine. <laughs> We've got a whole musical. The thing I'm most cheesed off about really? not getting to do the bowling thing is because it really segued nicely into your story about not shaking hands with Tim. Because <laughs> one of the questions was, how many finger holes are in a candle pin bowling ball? And the answer is none because they're held in the palm of your hand and no fingers are inserted. <laughs> and I had such a great follow-up line to that particular question in lieu of your don't shake hands. Matt, Matt, we're going to give him another go. All right. In which case, we'll get you dialed up. We'll get you... You're going to be in here anyway, probably, doing the, doing the, doing the WCOOP thing. In fact, in fairness, you're going to have to kick me out of here so you can do the <laughs> podcast. So you might want to maybe kinder. And there's there's like a good like an eighty percent chance I'll have another dirty finger story to tell by next week too. <laughs> I'm so, sure that is true. Story checks out. And crucially, if look if Freddie's unable to do it for whatever reason, we'll find someone else who's happy to come on and answer questions on bubbling trivia. I will not let Mount Bra- Ma- Mount Broughton's Mount Broughton uh, come see me. <laughs> I will not let your research, your hard work, go to waste. Thank you. Uh, and so I don't really know what's going to be on the next show other than the recap of Duel, right? I can tell you there is a very good chance I'd rate it at 80% that Sebastian Mallets, the aforementioned champion of EPT 13 Barcelona, will be our guest on next week's show. Well, there's your super fan right there. 
Uh, anyway, we'll have him as the real guest. He's earned it. He's an EPT champion. Next week, we will recap duel. Matt will hopefully be on the blower to give us some uh, bowling during no, 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 those no, no, two no, no. weeks. Freddie's Freddy's Freddy's three weeks away now because I've Whatever already got it is. super fans booked for the Who next cares? two weeks. I just am gonna miss Matt Broughton. Uh, guys, <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here before I screw up some more stuff that's not happening in next week's show. <laughs> for James Hardigan and Matt Broughton, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. parents in the room? Yeah. yeah. Do you post photos of your, your children on Facebook? No. That is, a, that is an excellent answer. I really appreciate that. Thank you for that. Because first of all, for the normal reason why all of us like single losers don't want to look at your kids on Facebook. But secondly, I have to tell you guys, when I'm on my computer, 80% of the time, my dick is in my hands. Okay? <laughs> pictures of them on a night out. <laughs> then I scroll through and I see you're giving a bath to Falcon or Precipice or whatever the fuck you people